This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Lost Light Season 2, Lost and Furious. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Lost Light, uh, Lost and Furious, um, Fast and the Furious Six. Uh, getting rid of the silly names, getting rid of the uh, <laughs> funny little half names. This is just the sixth movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um. Joining me as always, Caleb. So glad to be here on this episode with you, Jim. Um, yeah, Fast and Furious 6, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on this movie. Um, but before then, uh, uh, last week, I... I I did uh, something that I don't often do. I was uh, I just did something by the seat of my pants. Hmm? Our friend Dale mm-hmm. uh, had spare tickets to wrestling event AEW Dynamite in Raleigh, and I said, "You know what? I'm gonna fucking do this." <laughs> uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, you know, get. Uh, I'm still working from home, so I know Dale. Uh, works from home uh, several days a week, so he's got a whole setup. So I was like, "All right, I'm just going. I'm just gonna go. I uh, gotta uh, whatever. Just fuck it and do it." Um, I like it. Yeah. So he or his wife. I don't. I don't know the whole story, but their employer has these the, the seats at the, the one of those private boxes, right? Okay, and so you just have you have that box for any event that happens in the stadium. So hockey season comes, the box fills up. Uh, wrestling events or concerts, the box is more empty uh, because those are the things that the people aren't aren't as interested in. The people didn't buy the box for those. Um, so he. Uh, got the box seats for he and his kids. He thought his kids were going to be super into it. His kids were like, "Now nah, we don't care." Um, and so, so wait a minute, you guys were balling out in the box, in the box. I thought he just bought tickets to the show for his kids and they didn't want to do it. So that's what I thought at first as well, but no, it was the box. Um, so they had like little snacks out, brownies and cookies and tacos (laughs) and chips and salt and like, Free drinks, th- up to three uh, free drinks. Alcoholic uh, drinks? Yeah. My goodness. Rum and co- I had three rum and Cokes. That, I mean, that's smart. You, I mean, you, if you're going to get three free alcoholic drinks, yeah, go for yeah. the liquor drinks. Don't just go for the yeah. three beers. Well, they, the, the beers were really fancy. So, I don't know. I'm not a beer drinker, but I saw that uh, the beers that Dale had and the beers that his friend sent... His friend Sam had uh, were pretty fancy looking beers. I was wondering who the third guy was. Yeah, um, Sam's uh, one of Dale's uh, coworkers. So nice. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time in that box because you're just up there. Uh, there were another like six people in the box at the beginning. Uh, they lasted maybe an hour and a half, and then they left. Because uh, they were just there, you know, for some snacks, for some drinks, see what was going on. And then they're like, all right, we're out. We don't know who these wrestlers are. Uh, we don't really understand what's happening. So uh, we're going to go home now. Uh, so most of the time it was just the three of us in the box, hooting and hollering. What? Having a great time. Uh, yeah. This sounds fucking awesome. Like... The dream, <laughs> the first class seat of like wrestling shows. Yeah. Yeah. Was like Tony Khan, like knocking at the door and you guys were just like, nah, man, <laughs> this is VIP lounge. Like, that's what that sounds like. Like Chris Jericho. And then we're trying to get in there to hang out with you guys. And just like, nah, this is a private party up here. It, it is right next to the, 
I guess that it is like the seats where they'll show them. Yeah. Um, they'll like have have a box. So uh, it, it was it was possible that that somebody was going to come around, but no, they didn't. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's a good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you know? Did the full. Uh, dark matches, dynamite matches, rampage matches. Um, so yeah, I got good, a good variety of stuff. Um, and I really, I, I really enjoyed the fact that because we were the only ones in the box, we basically got to do whatever the fuck we wanted and just like yell and holler and have a good time. Um, and not have to worry about like being too loud for somebody around us. Uh, we knew that like pretty much no matter how, how loud we got, nobody in the ring could hear us, even though we were yelling, uh, at Chris Jericho to look at us. Hmm. Uh, we're pretty sure he didn't actually hear us. So, uh, I mean, so I did that, um, had a great time. And then the next night I went out to see the screen premiere, uh, with Dale, uh, and his other friend, YouTube's Brian Rummel, uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I felt like kind of a poser because they're both uh, in cinema. The, yeah, they're they're like they like movies. Uh, Dale's got the Bad Spider podcast where he talks about horror movies. Brian Rummel's got his YouTube page where he talks about movies all the time. Um, just like here's, I've never actually seen a scream movie before, but you've never seen any. No, Jim. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Any of? I mean, I'm, I'm. I mean, they're not like. Yeah, not even the first one. No, because the the first when the first one was out, it was so hot. You were just way too cool for it. Not that I was too cool for it, but I knew how it ended. Oh yeah, and I I knew everything about it because it was so hot, and everybody talked about it, and out, like it was like so many uh, jokes were made about it and stuff that I was just like, all right, I don't have to see it. And since I'd never seen it, it didn't make sense for me to see any of the other ones. But still, went into this one, uh, really enjoyed it, uh, and. What, I ended up giving it four stars, I think, on Letterboxd. That's crazy. That's crazy that you would be able to... I felt like this was going to be... that. that this new. I haven't watched the new one, but just <laughs> nostalgia train for all the other ones. That's what, that's what I figured this one was going to be. That's crazy that you, have, that, you could, that you could get something <laughs> out of it without ever having to watch the before. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, like the Halloween reboots, I think... They more heavily leaned on people be, having seen the the previous one, um, but yeah, there were there were definitely parts of it that like I just didn't pick up on. Hmm. They're like uh, Brian and Dale were like, "Oh yeah, I totally recognize this thing," uh, and I was like, "Oh okay, well, I didn't need to recognize it because they told me about it, so I'm all good." Well, that's. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you enjoyed this one. You should go back and watch watch some of the other ones. I I loved the first one. Uh, yeah, I, I went back and watched the first one. I watched the second one. The second one was okay. I don't know how much deeper I want to get into all of them, but I'm thinking about it. Those are the only two. I mean, the first one, I, I really I really liked the first one. The second one was okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, but, well... Uh, you're turning into Mr. AEW. You're going to see three different AEW shows this year or in this last so many months in three different yeah. cities. <laughs> I mean, and you, I mean, one of them's in the box seat. One of them's a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, Jim, the year of Jim Lynn. I'm just flying all around the country, up and down, up and down the coast to see AEW shows. That's what I do in my free time now. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> God bless. Good for you, bud. Well, I don't have anything. Uh, haven't really been watching anything. So we can get right into this movie if you want. All right. I, mean, I can't. I definitely can't follow up a box seat. Uh, fly, <laughs> just flying down in the, in, on a Wednesday to another city. I, I can't top it. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sorry. All right, then let's get let's get into this. Um. Well, all right. Well, let's get back to this movie. This movie sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I've been holding that in. I'm, I'm glad you said it because that, my word, this, I, I was not feeling, especially coming off of five. Where, five was so good, right? And then like. Right. And you were so worried that I wasn't going to like five. And then I'm watching this and I'm like, did Caleb like this? Is, am I going to, am I going to no. crush Caleb's feelings? No, this is where they jump the shark, like five, but I, but five could have been a jumping the shark. Like I could see where somebody could be like, what? They can't drag that safe behind them with their cars. You know? So <laughs> like, like I'm about to do with this, with this one, like Dom Toretto can't catch a person in midair. He can't run his car into a guardrail slingshot himself over. Like he's still going. I, I know physics. However fast he was going, <laughs> and he hit that guardrail, and he went flying. That means he hit her at that speed, right? And then hit the the car that they landed on at that speed. You don't survive it. You don't survive it. She going at whatever speed she was going. Yes, y'all would have smushed each other in midair. They, yeah, and uh, it would have been two just. Oh. Yeah. Would not have ended well for either of them. Uh, and then they probably would have just fallen uh, down to their deaths. I mean, she was like, how did you know the car was going to be there? How did he know he was going to catch you? How did he know that, you know, <laughs> that y'all didn't just miss each other going by and, and both fall to your deaths looking at each other? And apparently you don't remember him still. Even at the end of this movie, you don't remember anything. You just liked it. You just liked him. You fell in love with him again. So Yeah. In a, in a matter of days, uh, you realized what a, what a perfect person he was. Uh, but so thematically... Uh, this movie really was like a, it was a spy movie, yeah. right? And I thought, I thought it was like, okay, so they're doing like spy riff, mm-hmm. uh, spy team riff, uh, thing. But then they call it out and they're like, oh, this is some double O seven shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't like, what are you, this isn't a scream movie. You're not supposed to be that self-referential. Yeah. I was, I was waiting for them to say the Italian job at some point through, throughout the movie or to drive like a PT cruiser at some <laughs> point, you know, I mean, just, they were in uh, London, uh, just, I mean, heist race movie. Yeah. But, um, man, I didn't care about like, you're supposed to care because Letty and like, they're going to go home. But this movie just constantly jumped the shark from the, like the very beginning. Um, this movie sucked. Uh, (laughs) so one of the, one of the big, my biggest problems, and I, I, I think it's probably pretty far into it, but, um, it actually is. All right. So they have Decker, they have, uh, or not Decker, they have, um, Shaw, uh, okay. Ian Shaw, they have the bad guy, all of their team caught. And then they're like, Oh, I told you your family was going to be the end of you. And they call, he, he's like, you need to call Mia and they have Mia tied up right then. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, she's on the other side of the world or something like how, how come they're not, she's not asleep tied up right then. Like <laughs> she happens to be tied up right next to the phone at whatever time it is. But anyways, then Hobbs just pulls out his gun. And he's like, it changes everything. No, no you're Mr. Like Mr. Get your man. And you were you, Mr. Buy the books. Yeah. Like you don't care. All it was, it was a file on your desk and that, that was it. Okay. Now you really like these guys, but you didn't really have any dealings with Mia. It's not like you knew, you knew Dom's sister like you, just because <laughs> maybe you're friendly with Dom and like, uh, you love Brian that much that you're just going to throw your career away. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know that that was like, that took me out of it so bad. The rock would have been like, I'm sorry guys, but you know, we'll, we'll do what we can to, to help her after this. But we're, we're talking about a worldwide, uh, terrorism event here. Uh, these people are building something that, they didn't quite explain properly and they needed one of six microchips. And so like, yeah, sorry. 
one person's life. Yeah, I, I know. I know this was this. You know, uh, this was when Paul, Paul Walker um, died during the, the production of this, and I think he had, had filmed most of it, but there was still some things they had to to kind of work around. And so I looked it up, and it's actually the seventh one. Really, it's, that, it wasn't. The, I thought it was the end of this one. No, so uh, because yeah, you had mentioned it uh, previous episode that like this was the one that um, had like a Paul Walker. It was like his uh, swan song or whatever. Uh, but then they didn't do any like rest in peace or like in memory of or like huh. they didn't do anything like that. So I was like, this doesn't feel like his final movie. Uh, so I went and I look, looked it up. It is the seventh movie uh, is the one where. Really? Because I thought the whole um, like the, the opening credits was just like a montage of important scenes from uh, or just like. Uh, character scenes of, of characters that are in this film, but from like right. previous films, I thought that was all like because of, of Paul, Paul Walker. No, that's because this whole movie is just in fan service uh, of people who enjoyed the previous movies, and they were like, "Yeah, we got to remind people that they like these movies." <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wikipedia rabbit hole that went down. They're basically they they wanted to make this big movie. Um, as the turning point for the franchise where uh, they would no longer just be a car mm-hmm. uh, focused franchise into a larger action franchise. And so they had this big thing planned um, and it, it it just kept getting bigger and kept getting bigger. And so they had to cut it into two movies. Uh, so six and seven and were basically planned as one giant event. What? Um, and, and you know, they were going to film them back to back. Uh, and then, yeah, Paul Walker had his accident uh, basically in the middle of the seventh one. So it totally makes sense that it would feel very close to six. Um, but. I did not know that. And I don't think I've watched seven, or at least I've only watched a portion of it. Um, but that kind of makes sense because I was wondering, I was like, okay, so Paul Walker, you know, tragically died. So, you know, he's not coming back for, for future films. Right. And then in this film, you kill um, Gal Gadot's character. And then you finally decide it's time to catch up to the Han uh, business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've lost now, instead of just losing those two char- two actors, you know, Gal Gadot and, and Han. And moving forward through the film, you also lost the third character, you know. And oh, yeah. by the way, this is like when uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock's like uh, problems started, where they can't be, they can't do films together anymore. So The Rock's really not <laughs> in it anymore after this. I think he he briefly appears in Seven, and they like had to beg him to do that, and then he doesn't appear in any more fast films besides the spinoff. Because him and well, okay. him and Vin Diesel can't stand each other. Two superstars. Who knew? Who who would have guessed that Hollywood <laughs> superstars would not be able to get along? I just don't. I don't get that either. Like one of them acts. He does one of them act better than the other, and that the other one's mad. <laughs> Man, you jealous? acted like a tough guy in that film or in that scene. So good, you pissed it's, me you're off. You're so much better at taking a fake punch than I am. Yeah. Like, man, Vin Diesel, this Dom Toretto character that you portray on television <laughs> really makes me nervous about myself. Like, what? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what their deal is, but uh, that that makes sense that they weren't planning on losing Paul Walker because right. it seems like if, if if that were to happen, they could have been like, well, hey, let's rewrite and let's not write out. You know, all of our other characters right now, you know, let's have Gal Gadot survive. Let's have, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's not do, or, you know, maybe we'll do the, the Han stuff, but. Yeah, at some point later. Because, uh, yeah, like, they're playing up his his child, the relationship with his kid. He kept doing the, the like, oh, he's a Toretto. He's, his first car is going to be a Charger. No, it's going to be a, like, this is. What, yeah, what what are you it doing with lame. all this stuff? Is if if Paul Walker's dead at the end of this movie and he can't reprise this role, it felt like so just chaotic. Well, that that's why I thought this was his last one too, because that that was the whole thing was they weren't going to say that he 
that Brian dies off screen, you know, they weren't going to, it was just Brian and and Mia were raising their son and he really like did retire from the life. So that's why I thought this was his last one too, because they were like setting that up so much and like everything he did, like he got into a wreck. uh, There was a wreck uh, that Paul Walker got into and it was like super slow-mo. And I mean, he didn't even get hurt and Brian didn't get hurt in the (laughs) film, but it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, that was every time there was a wreck. It was like, all right, they're dead. All right, they're dead. Yeah. And then they're just walking around. Oh, yeah, no, there's and the car got thrown through a building, but uh, we're all right. Okay, and make sense of this to me. I don't think I will be able to, but but lay it on me. Okay, um, Ian Shaw. That's the guy's name, right? Shaw. If Ian is his first name, you paid closer attention than I did. Well, I mean, you saw the uh, you saw the mid credit sequence, the uh, scene, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I just knew there's Owen Shaw, which I was pretty sure was the other one. Um, okay. Because he it, and he mentions his brother a couple different times throughout the film, um, so they kind of set that up. But, um, so he's this like mastermind criminal, doesn't right. leave anything to chance. No. All right. And so you mean to tell me that he has these dealings with this Braga character, right? Knows mm-hmm. that uh, the FBI plants a f- uh, an informant in Braga's organization. Gives Braga the heads up, right? Yeah. Braga has this person killed, but doesn't. So Shaw is going to go and, and, fi- and kill, kill this person. She's got amnesia. Okay. So he takes her in. Under his wing. She's a phenomenal driver. He doesn't know her history. Doesn't, I mean, because Don Toretto <laughs> exists in this world and he is clearly the greatest driver to ever put his hands on a steering wheel. I mean, that's clear in, in, from what I right. can tell, right? This, this Shaw character, like, clearly does his homework and can say, man, there's this big bald dude and he can drive a car like nobody's business. Oh my God! He used to date this amnesiac that I have working for me. <laughs> that was a government informant. I mean, he's just blown away by that by this history that this person has with this. Like, was he was he serious? Was he was he just messing with Letty? I couldn't tell. I I I for for Braga not to tell him uh, any of the backstory, right? Because if if he got connected with uh, Letty by way of Braga. No, Braga said that he knew. He was like, Owen knows everything. Or he was like, Shaw knows everything. He even knows when an FBI agent puts an informant into my operation. So it, by that not by that logic, Shaw told him. He already knew everything. I just can't believe that he didn't realize that. Like, Don Toretto's got to be a legend walking this. Yeah. Like, everyone knows and knows and accounts for him. You know, especially if you're if you're running a a, a crew of, of people who are top tier uh, ramp car drivers that are using a vehicles, then you know the the best vehicle driver on this earth, and that you, yeah. you know he's not an enemy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right? I, I just yeah. uh, this movie baffled me, and not in a good way. <laughs> Uh, the, I'm, I'm so, so fast five ended in that insane, uh, safe dragging Mm -hmm. sequence that were, it did not make any sense, but it was so much fun. It was. And I kept like, like we were, I don't remember what the thing, there was like a pretty big sequence before the big plane sequence that I was like, is this it? Is this supposed to be the big thing? And then we got to the the plane sequence, and I was like, okay, so this is supposed to be the big, this is our big uh, ending sequence. We've got this plane, we've got this ramp, uh, we've got a, a runway that's like 50 miles long, mm-hmm. um, cars with hundreds of harpoon guns everywhere. Lots of harpoons. <laughs> It's just like <laughs> where this is just does, does not live up to the 
to the action that we saw in in Fast Five. It, it doesn't, and like, I didn't even really hate hate Shaw that much. I mean, he was doing whatever he was doing for whatever reasons, but he wasn't like a. I mean, he just seemed like a guy that wanted to get the job done that he needed to get done. I mean, right. He didn't seem like the most evil character, like mustache twirling villain. He was just like, man, my whole thing is about precision. I get my shit done, and I get my shit done right, and like that's what and he's like, that's what I'm all about. And they were just like, like why did he just let Letty go? His whole thing was about precision. I don't care if if, if somebody dies, they made a mistake. Like okay, Letty's causing me all these problems. Like that's all you want here. You could take the girl. Get the, yeah. get out of my way. Stop messing up my my you know elaborately planned you know heists heists. <laughs> Hearing you say that out loud, out loud, Caleb uh, Shaw in this movie is basically Hobbs in the previous movie. Yeah, or it was just like he just wanted to get the job done. Mm-hmm. He knew his job. He didn't care. Uh, just make it happen. And. Yeah, I hated Hobbs more in Fast Five than I hated Shaw in this one. Yeah, because he was he was a dick to people, and he was like causing problems for our our characters. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, really, like, sh- I mean, Shaw was doing his thing, but then he was just kind of like watching our characters implode, and then you know just ha- sprung a trap on him at the very end. You know, I mean, he just. What was it, what was wrong with what Shaw was doing? He he wanted to black out some, you know. He wanted to black some stuff out for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, you don't want anybody to go and uh, uh, cause a massive blackout at a hospital and. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Turn off, but but I feel like he wouldn't. I don't even feel like he had the plans to do that. I feel like he was stealing this for someone. Like right. I feel like he, he doesn't seem like the guy that's going to be like, okay, yeah, we're going to just, we're going to, we're just going to go in there and cause chaos. No, he seems like the guy, like you pay to go and get something for you and you know, you get it and you, you want it brought back to you. You know, that that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. According to the Wikipedia page, that was exactly it. He was, he was going to auction this weapon off to the highest bidder. Okay. See, there you go. Uh, which again is like. So he's a businessman. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. Our heroes, our beloved heroes, they they started out, you know, hijacking uh, semis, and I'm assuming selling those the, the merchandise around to the highest right. bidder. So, <laughs> like, Shaw wasn't even a bad guy. I mean, he killed, like, he killed some people. Yeah, but our guys killed some people too. Uh, inad- inadvertently or not, I mean that you're gonna tell me that that safe didn't hit any innocent when it was going through that whole entire city of Brazil, th- that Brazilian city. I don't know, Rio. Um, another thing that drove me crazy was like the story about like how they were disbanding together for Letty. Half of these motherfuckers didn't know Letty. Like the only ones that knew Letty was was Brian and Dom. And I guess Han knew Letty a little bit, but nobody else like to to be like we we gotta do this for her. Uh, Roman didn't know Letty. Hmm. Uh, Tej didn't know Letty. Uh, the the girl um, Gal Gadot didn't know Letty. So <laughs> it's just this family, man. It's weird. Well, yeah, it's uh, they know how important Letty was to Dom. So. I know. I know it's just you gotta see. Really, you're doing it for Dom. You're not doing it for Lenny. You're doing, you're it, doing, for doing it for Dom. That's 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 why and that makes sense. That's why Hobbs, you know, I guess, um, was willing to to let Shaw walk away. You know, because it wasn't because of Mia. It was because of Brian. I guess you know, but Brian or Dom. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, the the part there. The the whole mid was a, I think this was the, the the sequence that I thought was supposed to end up being the 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 big safe sequence and this one was the the computer chip uh, was in the base 
And of course, instead of keeping the computer chip in a secure base uh, with a incredible uh, military uh, coverage, let let's put it in a tanker with two jeeps surrounding it and put it on the highway. Yeah, like um, this was a, this was a plan. You're terrible. All of you are terrible and deserve to be fired. Okay. Yeah, that was terrible, but when Roman got in front of that tank and he was right oh. in front of that tank, like tell me you weren't squirming because you did not <laughs> want to see him get like smushed to dust. Uh that tank was was how was that tank keeping up? How was it going as fast <laughs> as it was? That thing was flying down the highway. I mean, I could understand it, it just mowing through whatever it got across, but like not at a very high speed. I feel like those cars should have been able to, to ride all around that tank. But that thing was moving down that highway. Well, it was some kind of uh, special tank, obviously. Yeah, yeah it was definitely right, a super if it tank. Was, if it was a normal tank, you wouldn't have hidden it in the trailer. You would have just put it on a normal uh, tank-moving apparatus. So they were ty- trying to keep the tank secret. Why the tank had this the magic chip, I don't know. Um, why the tank wasn't locked uh, and you just like uh, random people could just hop onto your hop into your trailer and op- and jump into the tank and and drive it and know how to drive it. And like if, I might not be able to explain this, but the anchor with the car, okay? Mhm. They go they sp- they go on that split highway. Right? Yeah. There's a bar that they pass that's like that that chain would have snatched on, you know. Uh <laughs> but they just completely ignore that that somehow that chain went through you, you have to go back and rewatch that, but that chain goes through this like solid structure at one point. It uh, maybe it was an optical illusion, maybe it was something in the in the background before they got to that, but like there was a scene where you could just see and I was like how did it get around that pole? How did the chain get around <laughs> that pole right there? But I, I I wouldn't be able to explain it, I guess. But that was that was crazy. Um, it made no sense that he he caught her like that. I was sitting there like, <laughs> what is he about to do? Because that that uh, that that uh, the gun on that tank was was pretty long. Like maybe she could have crawled across to the very end, you know, and dropped down mm-hmm. into his car. But no, that wasn't what was going to happen. He was going to slingshot himself <laughs> and catch her. He put his body on the line. That's love. I mean, Caleb. that was love. And <laughs> <laughs> that was love. And that wasn't the end. So they, they still have the, they hijacked this like plane. Right. And, and honestly, I, I wasn't even paying that much of attention. I, I was exhausted by this point. I just I know that Gal Gadot fell out of the back of it or whatever. Yeah, so the 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 plane was owned by Shaw. His people were driving the plane. They come down to the airport, they open up the back hatch. Shaw gets his vehicle with the stuff in it into the plane. Um at which point if anybody in his organization had half of a brain, they would have closed up the back ramp and they would have lifted off. But no, they're going to hang out. Uh, they're going to have some fights. They're going to allow uh, every member of Dom's crew <laughs> to shoot a harpoon into the plane at some point. Uh, and yeah, we've got three different cars dangling from the airplane uh, by uh, by these harpoons. Uh, and then, yeah, um, Gal Gadot, uh, whose, whose character name is Giselle. Giselle. And I thought it was way more complicated than that, which is why I had avoided trying to say it uh, previously. But... They just called her Giselle, and then I looked at the in the credits, and it was just like Giselle. It's like that. Or maybe they said it in like a weird accent earlier. I don't know, but it's too too easy. It's just Giselle. Um, she ends up falling to her death because 
she needed to warn Han that somebody was behind him or fire a bullet at somebody behind him or something. She gave her life uh, for Han, uh, basically. Which, actually, out of all of this movie, I like... Like the, they they definitely telegraphed the, the, through the through the whole film. They kept uh, Han kept on saying, "Let's settle down. Let's settle down." Yeah. And now you know that Han doesn't can't settle down with this woman because we we know that Han dies eventually in Tokyo. So right, they don't have a happily, happily ever after. So that's what you think like is, is the the tragedy of this. Like they're gonna eventually settle down and he's gonna go to Tokyo to like set up shop and die. Right. But no, she she actually dies, and then that's kind of like why Han is like um, has nothing to race for in Tokyo Drift. Because hmm. remember, he didn't. Have, he was like, I, "Why race? Why do it?" He was kind of like um, not depressed. I wouldn't say, but he was just kind of like, "What's it all about?" That's kind of how he seemed yeah, in Tokyo yeah. Drift. So um, anchorless, I guess you could say, you know, and. Uh, so this kind of made made sense for it, but it, it was that was tough to lose her because they they had just decided they were going to go and settle down in Tokyo together. Yeah, and then uh, Dom Toretto uh, drives a car out of the front of a flaming airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's he's invincible. We've seen that, right. that earlier in this film. And we know nobody can die in a car crash. If you're inside a car, it doesn't matter what happens. You're going to survive. If you're outside of a car, you're dead. Let me let me ask. That this was what I was trying to think of earlier. So this we're going to rewind a little bit. They get with they all get with Hobbs. All right. They, they all yep. they all meet up and and know that that they're working with Hobbs and this is what's going on. They, they keep going on about how uh, they have all these different weapons because they're working with the government in this. So they're, they're being supplied with different guns. Do you remember that scene where mm-hmm. they were? Looking? Yeah. So they have all these, this government, government toys at their disposal. They go out looking and they get into it with Shaw's men and all of our people have handguns. The only guns that they could grab <laughs> from, from this military organization that's supplying them is, is handguns. This other group has like, there's a guy up on top of a building with like a the biggest um, sniper rifle, you know, uh, fifty caliber rounds, whatever. Uh, and they our our guys hold him off with handguns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like nobody decided to bring an assault rifle with them. Like, I mean, they're drivers. That's what they do. Yeah, they they right. drive. They do, they don't shoot. You can, I mean, you can shoot a handgun while you're driving, but an assault rifle is hard to do, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Jim, this, this movie, I know why I haven't really finished the rest of the series because, you know, if they were all like fast five, I would definitely be up to date, but this one definitely threw me off. I hope we've got better in store for us, but this one is, is poop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there is uh, a very little uh, reason uh, to come back to this one. Um, I'm curious uh, what my sister's thoughts on it are, because uh, she she loves to love movies. Uh, she, uh, you know, will, will prefer to watch a movie over over not. So I assume she liked it. I don't know why. Uh, but be curious to see, hear what she's got to say, but yeah, totally in the same boat as you that like this, like if you told me the rest of the movies were like this, then and now we're going to have to, th- we might, cha- <laughs> we might change course, right? <laughs> start, start something different. <laughs> we're going to feel bad that I bought the rest of these movies. Uh, if they're all like this, uh, but, uh, I, I said it earlier that like this one really felt like. I felt like it was just fan service. Like you watched, you watched all these other movies and all right. So here's, here's another movie. Cause you watched the other ones and the opening credits sequence, I think totally telegraphed that, that it was like, yeah, here's everything that happened. Let me remind you all the stuff that happened in the previous movies. Cause here's some more stuff that's going to happen to the characters that you like. It, it really seemed like, 
All right, we brought back Vince last last movie for a little small role from the first one yep. that was really well received. You know, we've brought back Han since his death. Um, the fans have really liked that. Um, who else can we bring back? And like, oh, let's bring Letty back. Okay, but it didn't make any sense. And like, and honestly, yeah. Even if even if I could get down with your um, explanation. It, that, you didn't execute it too well either. You know, it, it was kind of, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of rough, all of that. And um, I would have just been okay with Dom making a new life with that other woman uh, who so very graciously stepped out of the way of Letty. <laughs> uh, I mean, that woman's like, a oh, saint. Yeah. Right. yeah, she was like, yo, you can have him. You know, I didn't really even care that much. What did you think about the end credits thing and the, um, Han's death? Uh, Han's death being a very specific attack (laughs) by, did did they even tell us that it was Shaw, the other Shaw? I think I just spoiled that for you when I, when I said it earlier. No, I don't think that he, he says I'm, I'm his brother. I spoiled it for myself by, by reading the Wikipedia article to figure out what the fuck was going on. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, Shaw's brother that he, he, Shaw, Shaw, um, in this movie, the villain Shaw has a, a conversation with uh, Toretto and he like keeps going on about his older brother told him, you know, that yeah, man's ever got to have a code and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then like Toretto ends, it was like your, your older brother didn't tell you to not threaten a man's family, you know? Um, and so like they mentioned the older brother a couple different times. Well, that is the older brother. Okay. And uh, he's the one that's going to have a spinoff with the rock. Uh, right. Hobbs and Shaw. So Caleb, you reminded me of, uh, this is one part of this movie that, uh, really positively resonated with me. Okay. Uh, they showed them the, the pictures of Letty. Here's this picture of Letty taken last week. Uh, and Brian says, the, the cops, are there to fuck with you. Yeah. That's their job. Their job is to fuck with you. Yeah. He said, you know how many times I did something like this? Yeah. You know, my wife and I, uh, we watch a lot of true crime and it's like, uh, one of our regular, uh, catchphrases to each other is that the cops get to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what they do. Cops get to lie. Cops can, show you a picture and tell you it was taken last week uh, to get you involved, to make, get you to say something. It's like, yes, I, I really wanted that to be uh, like a bigger thing is like uh, the cop cops are fucking with you, but well, you just got me thinking about other dumb shit in this movie. So <laughs> watch out. There's another character that returns from a previous film. Um, if we go back to the fourth film, Brian was a cop again, and there was another oh, cop right, that, guy. that really didn't like Brian. And um, Brian actually like beat the shit out of this dude in the middle of a hallway. Right. Did not lose his job, um, even though the other dude kind of like charged him. But anyways, that dude comes back, and he's helping Brian. Like, what? I, I don't care. <laughs> That's not the one you call. You call the nice African-American officer that really helped you reinstate you in the force and seemed to like really after, after um, fast and furious Two, too fast, too furious. He like that. You were the, that was the one that, that you helped. And then he, he seemed to help you get back into the, that's, that's your friend on the police force. Not this other guy that you punched in the nose last, last one. <laughs> This guy doesn't like you, and then you do it again to him. You smash him into the wall, like yeah. That, and that was all just again for the the fan service moment of being able to break the guy's nose again. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, oh yeah, that was a callback to the last yeah, time. Brian's still a badass, still breaking this guy's nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, but yeah, that whole thing. Like, oh, we're just gonna fly you to L.A. Go go to this jail. We'll fly you back out of the jail. Well, I mean, what? these guys are all wanted, like, and they're living in these countries that with no extradition, right? No extradition. So 
They can't yeah. leave that country, right? Or as soon, or, or I mean, if they do, that they're they run the risk of being, you know, if they go into, right. So they don't have any guarantees about. They don't even talk about immunity until way later on. They just show up in London, where I'm assuming there is extradition. <laughs> Under the under the chance that Hobbs is being only up and up with them, like Mister Terminator that was going that was gunning for all of them, probably <laughs> is the one that put all of them on this. Like other than Dom and and Brian, those are the only ones that were most wanted. Tej and uh, Roman and the rest of them, those guys weren't like most wanted until they came to Brazil to help them last movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This movie's dumb. Let's stop talking about Fast and Furious. Six. <laughs> Everything's dumb about this movie. <laughs> uh, and it sucks man. because five was so good. Yeah, it was. Let's stop talking about this one. Uh, we can't even tear it apart funny, like as funny as some of the other ones. Because it's just, it's yeah, it's too just stupid. not there. Do, do, you know, do you have any excitement coming up for seven? I always wanted to know about this Han business. Um why that you know what what really happened to han like if this this dude was waiting for this one opportunity in a fight that was already going on with with han like you said um but i i, I do want to know what what's what's the deal with that okay the, is that do you, do you have a uh is it a reasonable uh i mean it happened in the after credits and Fast Five's after credits definitely led into six. I was just afraid that this was going to feed into the, the Hobbs and Shaw movie rather than feeding into seven. No, Hobbs and Shaw comes after seven. Um, okay. So, but that's the other thing. Like, Jason Statham's not a character that you, not an actor that you usually bring in that's going to be like the hated guy. Um, right. He's usually like the tortured soul, you know, bad, badass, you know, kind of character like, uh, or not even that, but I mean, he's just, he's, he's like, he's usually, uh, a, a good guy that that's a badass in most of his films, you know? So mm-hmm. him being brought in to be, cause I mean, if, if, if he, if he really is the one that killed Han, you know, then fuck, fuck him. You know, cause Han, Han was the greatest. Han was, was our friend. Um, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm that that does intrigue me. Like, is he really? I mean, how am I ever going to root for this guy if he killed Han? But I think Han's coming back at some point. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a real easy angle into it. Um, it. Shaw in the first Shaw, the younger Shaw, I guess. In this one, he was just a criminal. Uh and we've grown to like criminals. Well, yeah. And somebody killed killed the dude. So like, it's like, uh, yeah, you killed my brother. He was just like he was a businessman. And so now I'm gonna revenge uh, myself on you and all of yours. <laughs> revenge myself on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally get it. I get where he's coming from. But like, we're not part of that family. We're a part of, of the family that Han was a part of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, even though I get it, I, if he, if, but I, I, I think, I think Han is not dead because honestly, if you want to talk about spoilers, I think I saw Han on the cover of Fast 9, um, <laughs> looking a lot older than he did when he, when he crashed, uh, you know, in Tokyo Drift 15 years ago. So I mean, Letty survived yeah. uh, a giant car explosion it just well i'll say this i was watching this because like i said since i because i watched this originally i i saw that uh where i think han's coming back but there was definitely enough time for han to get out of that car like in in this replay not not in the original what happened but in this replay where he crashes it han you know um is like kind of moving around. He walks by, throws the whatever down the the necklace down, so Han knows, you know, that this is, you know, got to do with Dom or whatever. But then he makes the phone call to Dom, and he's like, "Dom Toretto, you know, you don't know me, but you will." And then the car blows up. So, by movie logic, there was enough time for Han to oh, kind of yeah. like somebody to pull Han out or him to squirm away. Now, what we saw in the movie we watched. There was kind of no way, but you know, whatever. Yeah, gotta, gotta retcon it to 
to get get what you want out of it in the long term. But um, yeah, I think Han's coming back. How about Han and Roman getting their ass beat by that one guy in the in this movie? Where uh, Letty was fighting the 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 lady cop that turned out to be a, a spy or turned out to be uh, you know a double agent or whatever, but then uh-huh. there was the other guy that um, Han and and Roman got their asses kicked by that one guy. And they were like, let's not tell anyone about this. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, that was a good moment for them. So yeah, it took it took a while to get to that that part. Uh... Yeah, and again, just like lots of fist fighting. A lot um, more hand fighting in this movie than I remember in others. Well, we, we uh, the the lady cop, uh, Gia something something. Karana uh, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, formerly an MMA fighter. So yeah, she, totally made sense that, you know, I saw her and I was like, all right, so when are we going to get to her uh, fist fighting? Because we know that was going to come. She was definitely going to do some fist fighting. She was in the Mandalorian, some other stuff too. I think I think she's kind of a nut job. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. This movie sucked. So we're sorry. We're sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Jim. But if you if you found some value in this film, we want to hear from you. Uh, because I want to I want to know. I want to know what love is. I want you to tell me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so send us an email uh, lostlightpod at gmail.com um, and l- let us know why you thought Fast 6 was what's your favorite why it's your oh, favorite I, I, if, it's, if it was somebody's favorite I'm sorry that you just listened to this <laughs> oh yeah we, uh, we messed if up if you found some value in it that's what I want to know like where was the value uh, yeah, so drop, us, drop us a line let us know Ah, uh, man. Yeah, this was a rough movie, but as always, I enjoyed uh, spending some time with you uh, chatting. Yeah, it was happy to, happy to be here. Hopefully, we got better times on the horizon, bud. Yeah. Well, till all are one. Till all are one. Lost Light is a tape deck podcast. Music by Kin Cobra. Mm-hmm.